we are days, maybe hours away from another Russian invasion of Ukraine. How did we get here and what is to be done? There are all kinds of important historical and cultural arguments that you could make about how we got to the current situation, but I want to really focus on two important dates. The first one starts in November 2013. Uh, Ukraine, which until that point looked like it might join the European Union, uh, decided to back out of that agreement uh, as a result of Russian pressure. Uh, this move led to large-scale protests in Ukraine, ultimately leading to the overthrow of a pro-Russian leader. So how is this relevant to the current situation? Well, before November 2013, Russia had a good reason to believe that it could control Ukraine through pro-Russian politicians within its territory, uh, but control Ukraine through pro-Russian media in Ukrainian territory, and through the use of oligarchs and other financial resources. In, 2000, in 2013, the unwillingness of the Ukrainian people to accept that kind of a situation, uh, to their willingness to overthrow their government, uh, basically told Russia that military force was the only way they could keep Ukraine within its orbit, or at the very least to keep Ukraine out of Russia's, out of uh, the EU orbit. The second important date is September 2021. Uh, there was a legislative election for the Russian National Legislature, the lower house, the Duma. Uh, the results of that election were the most disastrous for Putin and his United Russian Party uh, since 2003. Uh, this told Putin that uh, his, the security of his regime, his ability to stay in power, was in jeopardy. Uh, and that meant having to create a constant foreign threat in order to to allow him to stay in power, given his lowering legitimacy. And how do we know that he was really concerned about his ability to stay in power? Well, this uh, upscale in rhetoric about Ukrainian aggression uh, happened to coincide with a massive crackdown against the Russian opposition, not just uh, Alexei Navalny, who everyone knows, but also uh, journalists, uh, low-level supporters of Navalny, uh, and just random people caught up in this thing uh, where uh, no amount of dissent was really tolerated in Russia anymore. And in fact, the crackdown that we see on opposition figures in Russia since September of 21 is the biggest that Russia has seen since Soviet times. So if the problem is uh, Russian dominance, uh, or inability to obtain this dominance in Ukraine using non-military means, and if the problem is regime insecurity for Putin, uh, his inability to stay in power without constantly manufacturing foreign crises, um, then how can we actually put this to an end? What would uh, prevent another conflict like this one from happening in the future? So the implication is something like blocking NATO expansion will do very little because after all, in 2013, 2014, the real problem wasn't Ukraine attempting to join NATO, but Ukraine to, attempting to join the European Union. Uh, so Putin was unwilling to accept any movement of Ukraine towards the West, whether in the military sphere or economic sphere. It's also probably too late to really stop this escalation in Ukraine. Um, at this point, Putin backing down would uh, impose a huge cost on his reputation domestically and internationally, and he has to do something. 
uh, to show that uh, he was correct in uh, mobilizing his troops uh, and then claiming that there is indeed a major threat coming from NATO. So what could be done if this current conflict can be prevented and if talking about NATO is not really helpful? Uh, well, the main thing that could be done is jeopardizing Putin's ability to stay in power. Anything that hurts his regime security is going to make him think twice about enacting a similar policy in the future. So what does that mean in practice? It means a crackdown on assets of pro-Putin oligarchs in Europe, especially in Britain. Uh, they have billions and billions of dollars parked in British real estate and British soccer and in other aspects of the British economy and in the economies of other European countries. By publicizing corruption in Putin's inner circle, uh, which would also have to compete with Russia's own disinformation or information. But nevertheless, the more emphasis there is in this corruption, uh, the more Putin will have to defend himself rather than having to go, rather than being able to go on the offensive. It also means opening up Russia and North America, uh, opening up Europe and North America to Russian citizens, uh, ones who want to see for themselves whether the West is opposed to Putin or opposed to all Russian people, which is the kind of message that you hear in Russian media. Um, unfortunately for now, the world can't really prevent the current crisis and we're all going to have to witness yet another avoidable bloodbath, but that doesn't mean that we can't do anything to prevent the next one.